0: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: My name is Kate Fleetwood, and you're listening to the Honest Actors Podcast.
0: Beautifully done. Nice spacing, nice use of pace. I
1: thought I'd space it just yeah, so you clear. clear clip. about yeah. your, about I your work.
0: It. I mean, it's probably too long. I'll speed it up and you'll sound like a... Yeah, Hard- I'll
1: sound like a cunt.
0: <laughs> That's Hi, my name's Jonathan Harden and this is, at long last, I have waited 18 months to say this. Episode 1 of Series 3 of the Honest Actors Podcast, sponsored... By Today ticks. More about that in a little bit but before I let you hear this interview I have to ask you a few little favours. You know the drill. First of all if you could go onto social media and tell all your followers, your friends, your family uh, that the podcast is back and that it is worth checking out. All the things that you did for me in previous years I would like you to go back and do one more time for me. Uh, you can also share your favourite moments from this interview and all the others that you remember that stand out for you using the hashtag, hashtag best of honest actors. Don't know why I said hashtag twice there. The hashtag, hashtag, hashtag best of honest actors. Please do share something. I spend a lot of my time on my own making these things and putting them together. It's really lovely when I hear something back from you guys to say what bits you've enjoyed so please do consider doing that and in that vein if you're feeling joyous as is traditional at this time of year or at least expected you could always leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you find your podcast should ratings and reviews be allowed that would be hugely appreciated the very last bit of business before I let you hear the interview is to tell you a little bit about our sponsor, TodayTix. Now, if you want great offers on theatre tickets, access today seats on your mobile, exclusive front row lotteries, you need TodayTix in your life. It's the ticketing app that lets you see theatre differently. That has a capital S, a capital T, and a capital D. See theatre differently. That's their tagline. Catch you in it. To get tickets with no cues and no fuss, download today text now from the App Store and on Google Play. And so to the interview with Kate. Uh, I went to Kate Leapwood's house on the 29th of September 2017. That's uh, well over a year ago and the day before my birthday. It's also the day that had I kept to the schedule, Series 3 of this podcast would have went out. You may have noticed that Series 1 and Series 2 both went out on the 30th of September as an odd little birthday gift to myself. That didn't happen last year, and one of the reasons was that in the way into Kate's house, I probably was as close as I've ever been to throwing in the towel and giving up acting. Less than two hours later, I emerged from the same front door feeling a lot more positive about what it is I do for a living whenever someone gives me the opportunity so I hope that this interview can do the same for some of you out there and even if you're not at that point it's still well worth a listen there's a great section uh, midway through where Kit talks about coming out of what would be objectively seen as one of the more successful periods of her career to go into a prolonged period of unemployment it is honest actors distilled to uh, a single moment so i hope you enjoy that um in some kind of perverse way uh here it is my interview with kate fleetwood enjoy <laughs> um so uh so you probably know i'm gonna that's a stupid assumption do you know the format of these at all
1: yeah okay cool. yeah i listen to all of them in the first series. Um,
0: second series was awful. I, I didn't actually
1: catch album. it well, yes. yes. No, it was good. I, I've listened to I a couple mean, since.
0: I'm hoping series three is where it gets good again. Anyway, how did you start off? So going all the way back to the very beginning, uh, what is your first uh, entry point into acting?
1: Well, there were, there's, I suppose thinking about it, there are two... Entry points. So there was one entry point when I was about five because um, my parents moved from Sirencester, where I was, I was born. They're actually from Liverpool, so all my family are Scousers. And they moved. My dad was a farm manager and my mum's a nurse. And we moved to Stratford upon Avon when I was four. And I went to the theatre really young because my dad used to get free tickets okay. because we knew the firemen. <laughs> and and also, we went on a de- one of the days we sort of first started living there, and um, we went to feed the ducks. And my dad, really sweetly, and they're not theatrical people. My, I mean, they're scouts, so they're pretty. They're quite theatrical, <laughs> um, but not professional. Um, and we went to see a really famous production of Michael Bogdanov's taming of the shroom. we didn't actually see it we just got some really cheap tickets at the back and my dad said hey let's go and have a look at the back we saw a matinee and my sister was six and I was like four and we only went to, we just ducked in the back for about five minutes ten minutes something and it was the beginning of the show and so my first experience was I don't know you know what might seem rather sort of classically middle class but it wasn't really in, in it in the event of it. it was just we got some cheap stand-up tickets at the back for 10 minutes and it was a famous show where Jonathan Price was playing Jonathan's um Christopher Sly sorry and um and the, he was pulling down all the curtains and you still can you still, being, can you still yeah, see I remember it? I really visualize it so it was a real light bulb moment went right, off okay. and I think kids are intuitive and I, I that's why I do believe you should take kids to the theater as soon as possible because I think they are intuitive to how that form works and um, I think my poor dad was like, oh, God, it's a mess, you know, because, like, the actor's, like, <laughs> drunk and he's taking things off the stage. And the audience was standing up going, my God, I've come from all the way from, like, Ohio to see the RSC. And, and Paolo Diacinetti was dressed as a um, an usherette. So it was it was the 70s, and so it was a time when, you know, I suppose that the relationship between audience and, and the artists and creatives on stage and behind stage were... Would be tested. It was a very seventies yeah. thing, you know, sort of like yeah, of thing all that. Of like, you know. And uh, not that I knew that at the time. I just remember thinking, this is really magical, yeah, and this is really something else, and I'd like to be part of it. Um, please, please, thank you very much. And so, um, what,
0: what what happens then? Like, so, then from, really uh... <laughs> so then, nothing really
1: happened. So then, then I nothing happened, and then. But we were lucky. We were really fortunate, like I say, because we knew the firemen. And at those times, you'd always have a fireman backstage at the RSC or any of these big shows, um, and they'd all everyone in those days. You don't de- now, you don't get it. Where everyone used to get two comps per show or something like that, like years ago, because it's the big thing now, isn't it? When you yeah. do a show, everyone thinks you get comps all the you've time. Had your, you've had your comps. <laughs> you've had your comp. Have I? Uh, and um, yeah. so, so we were lucky. We got to see a lot of free theatre. Really, and it was during this at the RSC time. It was sort of halcy and years of you know I saw you know brilliant amazing memorable shows Nicholas Nickleby and I used to you know Roger Reese was like a big hero and then I loved you know all those actresses that just were they were my pin-ups you know Juliette Stevenson and Fiona Shaw and and Sinead Cusack and they were my pin-ups really I was a bit, was a bit of a geek about it
0: so then like so you <laughs> you go from watching something at the back from at a very young age thinking this looks exciting I want to get involved to kind of seeing more identifying people as role models and heroes Mm -hmm. heroines are you simultaneously then on a track that's taking you towards that or is it still you on the outside watching it happen
1: well I I remember at my primary school we did a little sort of play and it was a PTA sort of thing where the kids made something up and then the parents made something up and we did I mean I hadn't thought about it for ages but it was the I think it's the first time I performed and I played Ruth Maddock in IDI and I had little glockenspiel ding 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 and I, I managed to sort of pass a Welsh accent age 10 or something yeah and and the audience was yeah, they laughed and it felt right. It just felt really exciting. And I loved the process of even then, I loved the process of making it and inventing it with everybody. And and I remember just thinking, oh, this feels this feels comfortable. This doesn't feel like I'm out of some kind of comfort zone and I'm happy to perform. And of course I loved the roar of the crowd and all of that, but it was more, it felt incredibly visceral, the yeah. re, physical, the reaction to it. And so I started to, and then we'd do another school play and another school play, and then I started to really get involved in that. So I suppose mentally, I was like that became a dream, and
0: to, to do it professionally. No, as I don't a think job. I
1: quite worked at that at that point, but I just was. I think I became rather addicted to yeah. the process of it. So, like,
0: because it is that thing about you know every kid paints but doesn't necessarily decide that they want to do painting as a job and every kid plays football but doesn't necessarily think they want to do football as a job and at what point do you go from being a kid who does school shows to being a young person who thinks yeah I'm gonna this is this is gonna pay my bills
1: yeah yeah um well I was I, did, I sort of played Joseph in the school play of Joseph, and it was amazing. He a dream cut. Drunk. You were drunk. Dr- I was hold. drunk playing it, <laughs> and I could never remember the colours of the coat. <laughs> it was just far too many. <laughs> um, and... And we did a that was it. I remember this. We did a a joint a (laughs) co-production with the next (laughs) We did a co-production with Punch Drunk. No, we did a co-production production production with the next door neighbour School. And we auditioned, and I got the part Joseph. And I thought this was really thrilling. And and when then we quite forward thinking. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it also meant I could I was rehearsing in the day. During school hours, and that seemed to be like, just really great. This idea that we could spend your days, yeah, making something
0: while other people are working, yeah, I when, other, when the fools are working, yeah, and
1: it felt just felt other and interesting and and exciting that. and and you're making me want to do it again. You know, you're like. <laughs> And then, so we, perform, produ- that, we performed that and then I moved into a secondary school and I sort of knew by that point, yeah, this was, but cusping to see a uh, primary school and junior school, there was, a, there was a community show that was going on produced by the RSC. So I hadn't really thought about the RSC much. I mean, occasionally we'd go and see the odd play and I knew it was there and it, it you know... It wasn't sort of we were constantly going and discussing theatre and art in our house. We weren't. We were just having a bit of a laugh. And my sister's a musician. We were always just singing and mucking about. And um, there had been this um, community show called The Dylan, which was written by a local woman. Okay. Which was produced by the RSC at the other place, which at that time was still The Tin Shed. Mm-hmm. And, and they used local people. To play the young kids and locals and residents of Stratford, and mixed with uh, a professional company produced and uh, directed by Barry Kyle at the time. And I hadn't really heard of that first one, though my mum had taken me for, a, and it would walk around Old Town Stratford, and my mum had taken me. And I remember thinking, oh, there's loads of kids in this. <laughs> Why am I not in this? Well, can that, is that possible that you can be a child actor as well? And um, I might have made some noises about that to mum and dad. And then about a year later, my mum saw an advert in the Stratford Herald and said, oh, they're auditioning for um, the sequel to the Dylan, which is a thing called Mary after the Queen, which is about Mary, a little girl called Mary named after the Queen. And they're going to do the Dylan again, but they're going to do Mary after the Queen as well. And so there's there's an audition for local kids. Shall we go along? Because I know that's the kind of thing you're into. And I went and um, played lots of exercises and games and things, which was a kind of complete new world. Wow, that Boing. Wow. Ooh, 70s <laughs> games. Ooh, I was like 19 when games. I first played Boing, and
0: I was like, this is going to change my, my life. life. <laughs> Family parties, at Christmas. okay, everyone. Yeah,
1: I think we did that exercise where you go into the middle of the room and you pretend to hold an object and you make it into something, and then you pass it on. Oh, and you know that, you know the invisible
0: passing the ball, invisible, of energy. yeah, that yeah, thing. Lovely.
1: And I remember feeling a bit devastated because they called everyone's names out and they said, um, and they they called my name out, but then they kept calling everyone's names out of the people they'd asked to stay behind and said. Oh yeah, you're all going to be in the Dylan, and then I was like, well, I'm not going to be in anything then. No, that's it then, is it? And then they went, then everyone had left, and they went, we'd like you to play Little Mary in Mary After the Queen. Brilliant. So I was really like, was like, first oh, first RSC credit. Was my first credit. Um... And uh, so then I did, so I did a pro- professional production of this play and it just really changed my life. I mean, I just saw how, professional, how you worked professionally and I loved being in a rehearsal room with Ron Cook and all these people. And then, and then all the actors I spoke to, I would ask advice. What should I do? This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And they all said to me, don't go to drama school. <laughs> Don't go to drama school, don't go to drama school. Who said that? All the, of them. The actors of the RSC? Like, all of them said, don't go to drama school, which, you know, later on became a bit of an issue. Um, did you not? I didn't, know. Wow. Um, and I sort of I mean, just... i say,
0: well, near to the dive," so it sounded like I was judging you <laughs> with my wow, but that's the... The industry has built me up to judge people. It's like, oh, you didn't train.
1: Oh, you did Well, I know, oh, it tells.
0: Yeah, well, oh, you it tells you're, you're I... often the only person in a the company. Then. Yeah, it's so getting it...
1: le- less so that, yeah. though, isn't it? But, um... I, I sort of put it to bed and decided that I was going to really concentrate on my just being at school. And I went to a really great art, arty school in Leamington Spa, which was really interested in in drama. And I made plays and worked and did theatre studies. It was theatre studies really that kept me going. I love to hear stuff like that. Theater studies. So I gave up. The, I gave up my professional <laughs> my professional um, aspirations at that point. And then, and I just knew that I would I would be. I was going definitely going to be an actor. No one at school knew me as anything else that was what I was going to do. Great. And um and then went to university not to drama school cuz I couldn't afford to go to drama school. And at the time and it was annoying because it was I lived in Warwickshire and they regret? made so much I mean, money out of it. Do
0: you regret not going? You said it's become a bit of a problem later. I'm, I did, did. I yeah. start to feel sometimes like it does with certain jobs so like with theatre I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it can it can Well, I think it has held me back, or that's my perception of it in some ways. Um, But do you regret not going to drama
1: school? I did for years. Yeah, I did. Because I was lucky when I came out of university because I I did a drama degree and it was not a vocational course at all. And I Mm. came out of drama school not knowing that I had to have an agent, that I needed a 10 by 8, that I would probably going to have to get the massive gap in my teeth filled, which Mm. I did uh, like 10 years later when I could afford it. And I had I knew nothing about the business side of it, and it and it was a problem. I was lucky in the sense that I mean my 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 university course was very practical, but it wasn't vocational. So we were doing a lot of different forms of theatre. We were hugging trees and doing Grotowski and Meyerhold and Camille Delatte and all sorts of things. And you know it was it was really broad, but we never put on plays. <laughs> and I had to keep it really quiet a university that i wanted to be a mainstream actor it it was kind of frowned on in those days i mean having your own theater company was the was thing? the thing the rigor the rigor or yeah. you know and so but i was very lucky that i got a break in the sense that um a director saw me because he was interested in the form of theater i I'd been work be working in in the first year of university which is commedia dell'arte and he was interested in working with a practitioner that was working with us and he came to see our sharing. <laughs> they weren't called plays or showing. Share, really it was a sharing. sharing. Yep. And he came and it's he not sent about a, products, yeah, it's about process styling. Totes. That, I mean, it really, really was. And he and he sent a message back saying, I'd like to work with you when you leave. Which was
0: can I leave really now? lucky. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was funny. Funny I you know the only
1: first year. I was but...
0: literally on my way out the door.
1: Yeah. So I was lucky. I got a job with uh, the uh, the Oxford Stage Company, and I when I left university, and um, and I did three years apprentice, if you like, at Oxford. on the road.
0: Okay. Lovely. Yeah,
1: it. on the road.
0: Um, so this is the bit where we transition into something mm-hmm. different. Uh, yeah. And before we do that, I always ask the same question which is, um, and this is by way of identifying you, and probably you will have heard this before, and it's unfair, and I introduce it as such (laughs) because I know it's unfair, and I know I would struggle to answer it, and you'd never ask a question as an interviewer that you'd struggle to answer yourself, but fuck it, I'm not the person to answer, okay? (laughs) The question is, if you could pick one project to stand for you, and you can interpret that any way you wish, for example, it could be that the thing you think people think most highly of the thing you feel most highly of or the thing that people will never have heard of but you wish you could do more of so you can pick it for whatever reason you like and obviously I'll say at the start that anybody who hasn't been mentioned or a show that hasn't been picked shouldn't feel offended because there's huge pressure on you <laughs> to pick one thing right so I've got you off the hook okay um, so if you could pick one thing to stand for you in some way and to identify you to the people that are listening that might not be aware
1: of you what would it be? Um. It would be Macbeth for lots of reasons. Um, it would be Macbeth because we didn't know that that show was going to be so well-received. And so um, it, it was just so complete as an idea, as a, as a vision and the company and how it was interpreted and how, how it moved and the journey it took. From being in a rehearsal room, then going to the Minerva at Chichester, then going into the West End, then going to BAM, then going to Broadway and then making a movie of it. That kind of genesis of a project, you never know that that's going to happen when you start a job. And every every step we took was always a surprise. It was never laid out that, that was ever going to be the journey. So everything was always just like, every are you joking? Yeah. That's, that's now happening. So that, for the journey of that, was really just something really special. And, of course, the company was just, we were all just like kids. How,
0: how long did that last for?
1: Over, over a, a period of two and a half years from the beginning to the end. And And, you know, I wasn't slated to do that job, you know, someone else was later and they pulled out and and I auditioned for it because God I
0: God bless I, I, nothing I love more <laughs> than when someone says um, you know someone else has pulled out do you mind and you think do I fuck of
1: course <laughs> I, that's part yeah. of the you know the, it's one of the things that you have to accept to you have to embrace that you're, you're very rarely first choice n- yeah yeah if yeah. It, and ever, and right. other people's crumbs might be, you know, your feast. And that's nice, I like that. And um, well, thank you. No,
0: and, that. I'll edit it out <laughs> and then I, what I'll do at the end of the interview, I'll <laughs> say. I think I think what we've learned is oh, that good. other people's crumbs can be our feast. I'll leave that with you, listeners. Go next time. <laughs> I'm gonna turn into Jerry Springer this time. <laughs> Johnny's
1: final thoughts. So so that and that sort of if you if one Job makes a difference to your career. Probably did make a difference. It you know, I'd be foolish and disingenuous to say it didn't make a difference because suddenly yeah, people went, oh, oh yeah, oh right, oh hello, <laughs> and that's all. You
0: like, haven't been at drama school. Suddenly we don't care. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, sort of. Actually, quite frankly, people yeah. went, oh right. So you haven't been at the RSC for the last, even though I'm constantly trying to get into the RSC for yeah. years and um um. But, you know, I auditioned for it. I think people might not realise that I did that. And I did a lot of... I did a few auditions because I didn't want... I didn't want... I think that's the big thing about being an actor and is that you don't want to be cast... You don't want to be a square peg in the wrong hole. You know, you it's got to be right.
0: Yeah.
1: It's got to be right. Otherwise, it will be tough. <laughs> so... Um, so that, that, that job is the obvious one. And, but then there is another job. And I think the lucky thing about, about I know mean, when I look back, is, is that you only, you think when you have a big success like that, or the, the, the show has a big success like that, is that you'll never experience that again.
0: That, I was going to ask that, which is, does a job like that make it harder to go back to, auditioning for jobs that you might not, you know you might not feel so passionate about to perhaps after two and a half years of working in something that's constantly getting better and every corner you turn open something new and exciting mm-hmm. to going back to even a short period of unemployment.
1: Well actually the truth about that was it was a really long period of unemployment after that which is the irony um, and something, it's actually not ironic, it's, it's actually quite common that you can have what would be seen as a sort of like a success Um, because it was a success in lots of ways, and maybe not so much in others, Um, because I don't believe, I think it's really rare that one job transforms an actor's life. I think it it does happen, but I don't think it's often. Um, I think it's a little thing, because, you culmination of lots of things rather than just one bingo you know it's really rare that anyone wins the lottery yeah and it works like that so so i i went to new york and i you know got nominated for a tony and i hope that's not like no that's too like no (laughs) it was kind of really exciting and amazing and i never thought ever that that kind of thing would ever happen and and then i came home and i i didn't get an audition for a year (laughs) <laughs> Which felt like oh, but it was a really good lesson.
0: Did because... you guys hear about Tony? <laughs> you like? I mean, I know I didn't win, mean, but like, come on, come guys. I thought
1: maybe, Surely. maybe I might get a meeting somewhere. No, didn't get a meeting for the th- theatre job for a year.
0: So what is that? What does that that <sighs> feel like in that period? Having had that two and a half years of camaraderie, of constant yeah, employment, of hard... income, of yeah. self worth. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what What happens in a 12-month period then when nobody's knocking your door? I mean...
1: It's tough. It's really tough because, of course, all the validation and stuff, I mean, we all tell each other you can't validate yourself through your work and stuff, yeah, but you know, yeah. it's kind, I don't, I think people do. And that's not about. I think everybody does. Yeah, I don't think that's about saying, oh, you know, you're at a party and you're like, you, at least you know what you're going to say. I think it's just when you're at home on your own. I think, like a lot of actors are.
0: It doesn't matter who you are, whether an actor or a plumber or a nurse, or like being having no purpose.
1: Yeah, is deathly. And I, I think, think for that's the health. real problem I've found over the years. and I got better at it, and I think is that if you've got nothing to hang your hat on. It's really grim.
0: Yeah, agreed. And I think mm. if
1: you, even if it's just an audition coming up, that that's something you've got to hang a hat on. You've got a purpose. Okay, I've got a script to read. I've got, got I can research this, or I can, you know, whatever. <sighs> Having something to hang your hat on as an actor is or, just. Or I can at least, at
0: the very least, I can. I have something, to force me to clean the house, so I don't have to start thinking about it.
1: I've <laughs> yeah, I, I got exactly. something. I, I can I procrastinate can, from. Yeah, yeah, it's something yeah, exactly. I can procrastinate from. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was, a, it was a year, and in fact, the, I mean, I had had a really long period of unemployment after I'd had my first child, and um, and I'd done a telly, I think, and, and then I remember I was in this kitchen, and I got a call, and uh, it was about... God, it must have felt, I think it was over a year that I had, hadn't done something which I was substantially oh, doing, hell. you know. That, and I was like, oh, Granelle, no, this is, you know, uh, is this going to ever work out, you know? And this is, so this is before Macbeth, but, and I got a phone call and it was uh, an offer. Like I've only ha- ever had three offers in my career. So, but I remember getting a call and getting offered a job and, and, and it had been about a year and ugh, over a year. And I literally fell to my knees because that's the release.
0: Fucking hell! <laughs> I
1: literally, I g- fell to my knees. I mean, it's probably a bit dramatic, but well,
0: I love those moments. Do you know why? I love those, do you know why I love those moments? Because I remember the fuck. first. At uh, one time, in my life I've fallen to my knees. Oh, go on. And the f- and I, I was in tears. Yeah. Over, over something bad, and I fell to my knees. And the first thought I had was like,
1: Oh, use that. <laughs>
0: Almost exactly that was, oh fuck, if a director told me to do that, I would say, no one ever does that in real life. And then I went, oh, I'll use that. And I remember also on another occasion being really distraught in tears and thinking, I must go and look in the mirror.
1: Well, I was about like. to say the same thing. Because I think that is what being an actor is. It's not that, it's lots of other things, you know, it's like that but level it's, of like. I remember being a kid. Yeah. And being bawling my eyes out and keeping the face. What's his, like? What's his face look like? face look like? I'm going upstairs and looking in the mirror. So, yeah, it's hard. it's hard. That's the funny thing about being an actor, isn't it? Is that, of course, your emotions are real and, and your reactions are real, but... Can you can use know, that? Some, Sometimes... <laughs> well, I could use that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or watching someone else, in, like in in like in a, a kind of terrified state, and thinking, "Yeah, that's yeah, interesting."
1: That is how what, that, I, that is what terror looks
0: I'll like. I watch for ten yeah. seconds, then yeah. I help. <laughs> yeah. I just need to watch this We're for a bit longer. Well, how
1: long is that? Yes. But the thing that the thing about the if you think about, excuse me. Sorry.
0: Right, unclip yourself. Just today.
1: unclip yourself.
0: Buy tickets to the best theater in London and uh, in lots of other cities, including New York and many others. The new way. With the TodayTechs app, getting great offers and access to exclusive tickets has never been easier. With TodayTechs Rush, you won't have to queue at the box office for hours to get day seats, and you can access big savings with their lotteries for shows like. Let me have a little look at my app here. Ah, uh, you can filter this. So hold on, let me see. I'll filter it by plays only, because that's the kind of dude I am. You've got A Very, Very, Very Dark Matter from 15 quid. You've got The Inheritance from 15 quid. True West from 18 quid Betrayal featuring Tom Hiddleston. For £18 pounds. and lots of other stuff as well, Curious Incident Harry Potter, it is the app you need so that you can afford to go to theatre in London. Check it out, Today Ticks. Download it today, the Theatre Ticket app from the App Store and Google Play and see theatre differently. Hey. So the boots have arrived.
1: The boots have arrived. Yeah, secondhand boots from eBay. Um,
0: um, you've you've just kind of mentioned uh, in passing there a couple of minutes ago about um, boots. About boots. Yeah. Uh, uh, can we see those? <laughs> I mean, they won't, they won't be so good on the podcast, but I'll describe them, and I'm pretty confident I have the skills necessary to really communicate those to an audience via only uh,
1: language. Ma- language. Not yeah. Aural. Mime. Aural. Aural texture. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> in jokes already we've only been together for an hour um, so you said about uh, that that kind of reward I suppose or the, the breaking of a monotony that comes with getting an audition when you haven't had one for mm. a while and that it gives you something to focus and hang your hat on and mm. work on and at least you feel like you're acting yeah. um, does that mean then you enjoy that process does that mean that you enjoy the kit uh, something's come in and uh, such and such wants to see on Friday morning for such and such we're going to send through the scripts later today. And I kind of carry on. Uh, do you get excited by that? I mean, obviously, depending on the job, is that something you enjoy doing?
1: Yeah, I really enjoy... I think most actors would admit this, is that, yes, absolutely. Oh, great, great. Oh, fantastic. Oh, great. Can I read the scripts? And now I've got to learn 19 sides, you know, in an hour, you know, <laughs> or whatever. <clears throat> it's one of the things that most actors I talk to, my mates or whatever, would what find most frustrating, is that you get, you know... You have to read four episodes or something and learn 12 sides by 10 o'clock tomorrow. And if you've got any other life going on, it's really, really hard. Um, I don't like a learning lines for auditions at all, you know, because it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel creative because you're not with anybody and you're not making it with somebody. But I do, I really, I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy, yeah, I do enjoy reading scripts and things. I mean, as long as it doesn't go, your character nods head on page two and by page four, your character's head falls off, you know, and you're like, yeah. "Oh right, okay." Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, you do get excited. You do get excited, but but there's a practical side to it as nervous? well. Get nervous. Well, I used to get nervous about it. I think the funny the thing is, you know, you like I didn't train at university. <laughs> I, t- I pretty much change on the job. And then, and then it's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do on set. But I think most actors feel that. You know, there's no, you just about to turn up and do it, you know.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of people who've been doing it, like. Like, fuck.
1: <laughs> it's hard, those first years. I'm much more comfortable on a set now. But it took a long time. Did you get nervous about auditions? Were you really nervous. Like- well, I used to, and then I, f- I found a way not to which is to treat any audition like a rehearsal so that, um, you know, it's fine to get it wrong, and as long as you're having a dialogue and discussion with the director or the casting director. And if you're luck- lucky, you know, they'll be up for that. And you just treat it psychologically as if you're in a rehearsal room. Do you know when it's gone well? No. You always get it wrong. Always get that wrong. I mean, you know, you can have major, amazing. which was amazing. And Then you don't hear anything.
0: Like when you do, do you right. do self tapes a lot at home?
1: No, I don't. I've only just started doing. Do that.
0: you watch them back?
1: Nope. I, I hate. <sighs> i just hate looking at myself. You're lying it's to like, me, Kate. I hate. You're I'm lying not, to me. I'm not because I don't do it on my own. I did. My fortunately, my agent's got a room. Okay. It's all set up, You're and fine. a lovely agent, <clears throat> assistant. Lovely. It helps me out, and I go in and I do it as quick, blah, blah, blah. and I'm not. They
0: take care of it. You're not in control, so that's so fine.
1: So I go, Ugh. but if I were to be at home with it, um, yeah, I, 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 I might co- I, a quick look and about the framing. That's what I'll do, and go. Oh it's, well, I better just uh,
0: the check framing there.
1: Better just do a bit less. Yeah. <laughs> <That> maybe, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I. Yeah, obviously, you always just want to get in the room with the director that's that's yeah. the aim because then you build up some kind of relationship and then you can work see, they can see that if they can work with you or not but um, I mean I, every actor's got about a million audition stories which are just I mean they're a scream you know and I, I mean I I, do, I mean you know auditions where you've had to pretend to have AIDS and you're lying on the floor kind of like script begging on the floor and the agent's assistant goes oh you're really good at having AIDS or <laughs> And, you're like, oh, 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 oh. and they go, I'm so glad you don't have AIDS, or you know, and you're like, oh, is this for real? You know, yeah. or or the lovely, lovely casting directors. They go, okay, so if you'd like to just, um, so I'll indicate the moment when the alien comes in and um,
0: yeah.
1: grabs your baby from you, no. and you're sitting or, there, and or they you go,
0: get thrown against the wall.
1: And You're like, that that is the, I you know, having to do action in an audition is my work. I'm almost getting to a point now where uh, I go, I'm not going to do the action. And I don't know whether they think that I'm being grand or not. I'm just like, I'm just going to look like a dick. Yeah. Like, I haven't got a gun. Yeah. Uh, wait, you, I, I can't, I don't know who I'm talking to. I,
0: I, I, I turned up in audition for a franchise <laughs> we talked about earlier. And uh, I, I don't do actions. Right? But I'm the kind of guy that panics when I see what other people are doing. So, like, if I haven't, <laughs> if I don't have a mustache and wear a handsome mustache, I'm like, fucking shoot him. Should have grown, grown the grown mustache.
1: In the hour in 12, I had.
0: Right? Or if everybody else is like wearing a white shirt and it's a scientist and I've just gone in a t shirt, I'd be like, fucking everyone else. I'm like that with
1: my that, hair. I'm like, shoot for the hair up. shoot the hair
0: up. If I had the confidence to, I would probably stop one of them on the way out and say, can I borrow your white shirt and I'll give you a tenner? <laughs> like, I'm that guy, just panic. So, there was a load of guys walking into this audition and, and, they had like prop guns oh my god right so they had like one of the guys had a prop gun another guy had a walking stick and I started shit myself because I was like I have I didn't bring the prop I didn't bring a gun like I'm a fucking idiot so I'm like fucking fishing around like and in the audition waiting room I see there's a uh, yeah, so there's an umbrella. So
1: not I'm a like, mop oh, I thought you not an umbrella.
0: So I walk into the casting <laughs> like with an umbrella, like thinking this is gonna fucking. Uh, I've I i can not believe I've rescued this from the jaws of defeat, right? <laughs> and the casting director was like, oh, so "Did you did you left that from outside? Because it his umbra- his says so. and I went yeah, and he goes, "Please don't." He says, "If you didn't bring one, that's better. Everyone else just looks like an absolute tit." Your guy's yeah, going, oh, out. at
1: least you look like you weren't a tip because you didn't bring it. Yeah, because he
0: recognized it. Because if I had brought my own, he he rescued me from myself.
1: Oh, but
0: like, honest to God, I'll, I'll, if somebody's outside,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. And then you hear the stories of people like a friend of mine in Belfast once got cast as a nun because he dressed as a nun and turned up the inadmission. And I remember everybody ridiculing him at the time until she got the call. And you're like, oh, right, that I should so, have So that enough. works, right? Oh, <laughs> shit, but you just never know because sometimes that makes you look like an absolute freak. And other times they're like, I, I know. can't believe really It's so
1: hard. A nun. It's like pinning the tail on the donkey, isn't it? Yeah, because you don't. I have no idea whether I should go you know a little genuflection don't they say just just a little genuflection towards a little nod to the character and you're Jeans instead of a dress, like, oh, or a dress instead of jeans, maybe I have, or hair up. I mean, I should have done the hair up. Or well, then I went through a period of going going in with my hair down and then having a bungee thing on my arm and just, like, casually putting my hair up halfway through so they could get kind of a bit of a dub. Yeah. And then going, oh, God, oh, God. And then, of course, the other the, technique, the other technique I use in auditions, which is, one, is to treat it like a rehearsal, and that just takes all the nerves away because it just feels like it actually is working rather than being tested. Um, is I just never look at the list. Just I'll do everything I can do to not see that list.
0: No, because those in are people and, who you would cast ahead of you. Of course.
1: Those always. are people who
0: you'll go, oh, she's good.
1: Of course. So I just, if I see it and they go, name. And you like, don't want to see it, I don't want to see it. And I try and go in right on time. I don't want to see.
0: No, I try that as well.
1: Never want to see that person coming out.
0: Try that as well. I always try that as well. Not because someone, I... Yesterday I had one, somebody came out and I just kept my head down.
1: That's it. Because
0: I thought I don't want to see what he looks like. I don't want to see that he looks better, <laughs> better for the than part.
1: me. Yeah, I don't want to see that they've decided to go that way with it. Yeah. And then there's that thing about coming out of auditions and you know you could literally walk into a bus and you wouldn't notice, you know. Mm. So I've stopped. So what I do is I got to make sure I'm sort of safe in a shop. I mean, I won't buy anything, but I'll just just make sure I'm sort of in a in a shop without any traffic in it, because you can come out of an audition and just be like. I have no idea how that went oh, and replaying it in your head and going doing oh my god <laughs> doing and traffic's going when you could just get run over and you wouldn't even notice it's
0: my I mean it's, I think statistically I'm not sure how many actors have been run over in the way out of auditions but I mean if it was going to happen it would happen to me is the thing because I'm I'm actually Do like, doing the scene better like, every time yeah, oh always ev, ev, I mean without always. Fit. yesterday I had to stop myself because I was walking down Portobello Road like <laughs> oh. but giving it Dixie whereas in the, on the way in it was too frightened to like give it Dixie because it was like I don't want people thinking I'm a weirdo but after you come out your awareness of the world is goes, just
1: well it goes is not it like, so you're outside
0: like, basically you know with a so so gun to your head yeah. going please don't fucking shoot me and everyone's like <laughs> what is that guy's fucking what is that guy's saying?" anyway
1: <laughs> go on <clears throat>
0: go on um, I think you'll have good ones of these um do you get, do you, have you had f- similar, like, what's your, your bug by feedback?
1: Or oh, bug by feedback?
0: Like, do you ever hear anything back regularly <laughs> that annoys you?
1: No, because you don't hear any feedback nowadays. Never? I mean, that's, it just went another way. That's all you ever hear, so, don't you? It just went another way. So, in fact, I was talking to a director.
0: They're going a completely different direction with a not Going
1: a completely well, why did they call me in then? No, I heard one That's what like, I always think. Is like, if they're gonna go in a completely different direction, yeah. why did I bother reading six episodes?
0: Well here's the learning
1: thing Learning all that, sorting out childcare. If you knew you were gonna go in a completely different direction, yeah. why am I or, here?
0: How how completely different can they go? He's thirty seven, Northern Irish, fair heard. I know. An average, average build. Oh, like, then you what watch What completely different direction can they then, possibly go? And then you go?
1: might sort of watch it watch it when it comes out, thinking, well, who did they cast in that tiny role that I auditioned for? Oh, they look exactly like me. Yeah, they,
0: they went in exactly, <laughs> exactly the, same, the same, direction, same direction, but just not mine.
1: Yeah. Um, so that, and then... But I don't know about this feedback thing, because, I don't know, we'd be sort of... I, the, no, that's no, not. I won't say that because it feels a bit personal. But, um, yeah, no feedback. Or just like... Does that annoy you? Well, it used to annoy me, and now I just think, of course, I mean... Is I think that you have to accept. I, I think that's what I've got better at. I've just got better at going, just letting it go. But, so after I feel like I might get run over... Okay. I give myself... Um, like, it used to be <laughs> maybe, like... A week or two I'd be kind of going well I've only just had the audition
0: yeah but that's different <laughs> I mean feedback is different to hearing whether or not you've got it right so mm. I think with feedback there's an implication that you're going to get a we felt like she was a bit too, too big
1: no. <laughs> or or
0: she, she we felt like she was a bit too young or mm. we felt like we you know we that that's feedback but actually uh, to, just to honest, just a, a the, no
1: no or, I would yes. be, I quite like that straight away you know when i go into an audition it's just i'd like them because they, they? they know don't they know i'd really like to pick up my bag uh, or no i leave my that's another thing is leave my bag leave everything out of the room because there's, there's a really good chance i'll forget it and have to knock on the yeah. door and go left nope, my bag sorry
0: and, i just just walk in at the point no. where they're going terrible.
1: Absolutely. terrible absolutely oh my god who thought <laughs> the <her>? worst <laughs> okay who got hi um and so uh what was i saying
0: uh, you were saying that you leave everything outside so I leave
1: out everything outside yeah and I'd, at that point when you just get to the door and finally say goodbye I just like would like to say it's fine if it's a no can you just tell me now and then we just let it go and then you don't have to worry about you know um, it's, it's more than fine it's absolutely fine fact, I it's going to be a close? logistical nightmare if, you, if I get this yeah. so I'm
0: not even sure I'm to- do you know I read the scripts. I wasn't mad at um, I just pretended. Let's be honest with each other, okay? <laughs> Do you want to hire me? Because then I can make a decision based on that and whether or not I think it's actually...
1: But the, the, I think what the truth is, is that I don't think you'll ever get any truthful feedback. Because I don't think people... They, it, more often than not now, it could be... It, it'll, take, it'll take so long to, to get things going and it'll be because so-and-so is now going to be in it or they're waiting on an offer coming in from that person. And, that. and there's, often it's not really like, oh, you were this and they're just thinking about that. They don't know until so-and-so says yes, and so you. There's, it's it, it, it's a bit like worrying, scratching a sort of wall yeah. or bottom of a door that, you know, the people behind the door probably don't know yet either. Yeah, so, I mean,
0: sometimes it does take a long time, sometimes they know in days. I don't know if you've ever seen auditions for anything involving, because I have, because my wife's involved in mm. telly and she gets to watch the odd set of audition mm-hmm. tapes and it's kind of fascinating because yeah. most people do exactly the same read in spite of what they might <laughs> think and
1: and, that's interesting.
0: and usually it's immediately apparent that that person is more appropriate rather than be- quite sometimes it's that they're better but most mm. is more appropriate that's mm. how we see the mm. part but um I, I i i know one one director who writes letters and so i mm. did something recently and i was casting and i made the point of writing little two line emails yeah. to everybody that came in Amazing. it took me all of half an hour 20 minutes yeah to write like 15 emails mm. like little short <laughs> thanks for that, I mean like thanks for coming in it's really great to meet you I'm sorry I didn't go this way but you know really appreciate it was, it was genuinely nice to meet you it's, it's always nice to meet you. It's no lie there like, yeah but then everybody replies because they're like because <laughs> they're so fucking shocked <laughs> And it's not like I'm Steven Spielberg. Like, I'm just an actor who decided they were going to do a short film. Like, it's like, but I was like, oh, yeah, thanks for so thanks, Really? And part of me goes, is it because they're going, maybe he's going to do another one and let's keep him sweet? But yeah. then I think genuinely, I know I've done it when that one director wrote mm, to me. It's like, mm. what time does it actually mm, take?
1: Because mm. like,
0: if it takes too long, you're seeing too many actors.
1: Right, yeah. You know, like, yeah, just
0: give, give, it, give it, you spent three days in a room, give it another, one more hour to say, mm-hmm. ta. Yeah. Can I get? I'll email their agent. And just, say, you, just
1: say, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, of course, I think that, but maybe I've just got a bit hardened to it. I got Jonathan Harden about it, sort of, just like. Nice. I just like, you know, uh, uh, I don't expect it. So if it's if it's, I mean, what we all get is like pff, still in the running. Yeah. <laughs> still in the. Still and, in but the. But you're mix. Still, still in the mix. What you get a lot of is you're still in the mix. Still in the mix. And maybe that will go on for two or three weeks, and then you'll get like, oh no, they went. A, they went another way about two or three weeks ago. Do you know, do you know what I had, <laughs> you okay. know, what I had
0: about four weeks ago. Um, petition for a part, and the part the guy needed to have a big beard. So I had a reasonable beard at the time, and they said, "Listen, can you keep the beard?" Right? Yeah. And I'm the whole time thinking, "I'm not fucking paid to get keep, to keep this beard." I kind of was going to keep the beard anyway, but part of me then really wanted to show it off because I was thinking, so. A week goes by, another another addition comes in. I said, "Imagine, that's great. Can I get rid of this beard that I'm not getting paid to keep?" <laughs> and he went, "No, no, uh, I'll check." He comes back, "No, no, you're still in the still in, in the, mix, the mix, still in the mix. Uh, they'll just keep it. You can trim it, right? You can." And you think, no, you "Of course, I can it. fucking trim it. It's my fucking face." <laughs> and also, nobody's paying me to be gracious enough to go. I'm going to keep the hairy face in the reasonably warm London summer. That's fine. And then, like two weeks passes, and it's like. And, and I'm starting to get a wee bit passive aggressive about it. Like, <laughs> so can I trim this beard now?
1: Yeah, uh,
0: you can. Uh, yeah, trim it, but don't lose it because you're still in the mix, right? <laughs> and then eventually, the news isn't you haven't got the job. The news is, hey, Jonathan, yeah, you can shave the beard off.
1: All oh, right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's one way of oh, putting yeah. it. So I haven't got Do you it. <laughs>
0: Anyway, enough about me and my beard. Um, An Mm -hmm. agent once told me... Oh. An actor's only ever truly happy in the five minutes. I love the fact that this has become a thing now. An agent's only ever truly happy in the five minutes after they get a job, and then the self-doubt kicks in. Now, do you recognise yourself in that? And if you don't, what kind of things do you start to think about five minutes after the elation let's say the the dropping
1: to the knees has has
0: yeah once you've dropped to your knees (laughs) clocked it and thought I can use this and then what 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 will
1: probably happen is I go oh my knees oh my knees <laughs> We're like oh, oh how can I use do this? Can I can I use this in the part I've just been offered? Yeah. Come on,
0: dropping to my knees. Mm, interesting. Do you do you doubt yourself then? Like you've talked about being a, a square peg in a round hole. Mm. Um, even when someone said you're a round peg, mm. do you still think? I don't know. Maybe I'm a square. Like, do you, is there that level of? I don't know if I'm right for this.
1: Oh yeah, he, yeah, and I'm not. I always think that with screen work, be I mean, be honest, I think that. <laughs> I just think i I don't really have this sc- massive screen career, and so I'm just like, well oh, someone's really like someone's been really nice there and given me that job and um so i i get I get a bit anxious about that but uh, but theater yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I, I mean, the elation lasts, I, to be honest, the elation will sort of last a bit longer than five minutes. <laughs> um, I might enjoy it for an afternoon.
0: Have a, have a glass a of I have wine. A, I have
1: an afternoon, little glass of wine. We do. Later that. on. Um, and then the visualising starts. That's what happens. Like, of course, I doubt. Yeah, of course I don't. Because then suddenly you're like, and, and the worst thing to do, I think the worst thing to do is when you've got a, a big theatre job where you're going to be playing like, a massive character which is re- requiring all sorts of elements to it which are really like either, you, you know, you, you, this, you've got to accomplish that, master that, the accent, then the, that physical side of the character has got to sort out. There's a, a lot of things that one has to accomplish and try and, uh, try and achieve to make this character. Um, the worst thing to do is then go to the theatre that night because I always, because I always watch people on stage and think, oh my god, that looks so nerve-wracking. Yeah. yeah. I just think it looks amazing I always say amazing and oh my god, I wanna wish I was doing it, I wish I was yeah, on there. I mean ah. every time I think about giving
0: up, I just think, oh, but being on stage Yeah, it's
1: so amazing. And then but then you go and you think, Oh god, you know, how did they manage to like they're so deft at that speech and oh my god, that choice is incredible, or you know, the way that chemistry is working, that was so astonishing and oh my god, what, but what are they doing on that set or whatever, you know, and then and then the nerd I see the nerd the kind of I go, whoa. I'll be doing that in maybe like eight weeks you know so I try to keep myself away from things once I get a job I won't be not because I just immediately get involved like it's the first thing I do is I'll get a job and I'll go straight onto Amazon (laughs) Uh, order books. I order and books.
0: Like, <laughs> our shelves are full of books I've never read yeah. about Russian fucking you know well, in the revolutionary
1: Victorian sexual history. Such a revolution, or yeah. know. <laughs> you know. You
0: know, you read like you go to the index, read the bits you need to read because you're like, I should. I only have two weeks, and I've got to learn all the lines. But for some reason, I procrastinate. It's useful procrastination, yeah. but you're just.
1: But it is procrastinating. Yes, it's 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 doing the the thing that you can do to to the, that isn't the actual thing. It isn't the actual. Thing. <laughs> it's not. So yeah, so I and I do a lot of sort of visualising. So I'll visualize a bit like you know I suppose sports people do, don't they? Yeah. So I'll be visualising myself in that space,
0: yeah, sort stage, of doing in that. that. In that. Role. Well, I don't know yeah.
1: how it'll what yeah. we will be doing or how what decisions we make, but I get I get I'm quite a future thinker. You know, I I'm always planning. Yeah. So I sort of yeah, that's what's going on in the first few hours of. And also just just delight. I mean, absolutely. The the, phone my mum, phone my dad, phone my mum and dad. You know, get really excited. Yeah, it just it's a great it's a great thing you never, not. Shop, it's
0: never for, not. shop for a pair of boots for yeah, opening night yeah get a
1: night. pair of boots on eBay. yeah,
0: I yeah mean,
1: it's always, always, it always so, feels
0: good so jump into opening night happens mm. yay come off stage <laughs> uh, you know go to some crappy party somewhere <laughs> drink ridiculous drink,
1: horrible wine
0: yes exactly um, eat just nibbles too, you don't really want too uh, leany yeah exactly uh, oh, you're fancy <laughs> um, and then Uh, Two, three days later, uh, Quentin Letts, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, gives his righteous opinion. Uh, Do you read it?
1: I don't read them straight away.
0: Do you read it during production when you feel a bit more secure? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't read them all. I don't sit down and go, right, I'm reading reviews now. But they come, I do sort of in dribs and drabs. You
0: don't avoid them?
1: I don't avoid them. I think it's impossible. I think it's really hard to avoid them. And also it's hard being in a group, you know. Where
0: some people have read it. Yeah, and, and, like, and
1: then and sort of going, don't talk to me. It's one of them. <laughs> you know, because then people have to be sort of overly sensitive around yeah, you. And I don't want, I, I don't want to, I wouldn't want other people to have to kind of tiptoe around me. So you can kind of tell, can't you? You can yeah. tell. How do you... You can't tell whether it's a one star or... A or I, I don't know. I, mean, I, think,
0: I think you can tell whether it's two stars or four. That's what I mean. Yeah.
1: You know, and you, and you go into work the next day and you're like, mm, you know. Um,
0: and also I think then, like you say, if one person's read it, it filters very quickly. It does. I think the vast majority of any company will read reviews. I think so. I think certainly people with smaller parts always read reviews because they want to see if they're mentioned. <laughs> I think it's less likely if you're the lead because you, sometimes you just can't, you're not ready for it yet. Uh,
1: yeah, there's yeah. that. And there is that thing, which is you know oh it's great when so-and-so does that thing with her hand and whatever and then oh the hand it. thing and, you know, is that working thing, you know you're like oh right that, oh, that, that, there, there's, there's my hand it's the reviewer <laughs> you know, it's the hand that god um, mentioned or whatever enter and hand. so yeah enter a hand chased by, by followed, thing, followed by bear Stand
0: standby hand <laughs> go hand
1: could you make your hand a bit smaller yeah. please
0: um, um have you ever googled yourself yeah what, do you, what, what kind of stuff comes up that like what, 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 what alarms you? you anything? I, don't,
1: I mean, I don't... I think the thing about... Because I'm not a big social media person, but I'm on Twitter and you get those notifications now, don't you? I think yeah. I should turn that... In. So I don't Google myself. Um, I might Google... If, if something's been um, announced, I might want to just see what, how that announcement's gone down or like how, whether people are interested in the project or whatever. But I don't kind of sit at home kind of Googling...
0: Kate with nothing there Catherine yeah um,
1: <laughs> no I mean it's it's funny all that isn't it it's like getting feedback do you Google friends no I Google projects or so Google projects Well I want to keep him uh, just keep up uh, no I don't Google friends no I don't. I think I'm we've
0: not said, I think we've said Google a lot Google. of times
1: Google. it feels
0: like it's a ridiculous word I want to say it like word, you now. say it Google, Google. I, I wasn't aware that I said it anyway I'm kind, of, I'm kind of self-conscious now it's become that thing I'm not going to say it now <laughs>
1: It's like feedback though, isn't it? I remember I remember doing said sh- sh- Scottish play and that there was a- It's
0: too late for that. There will be people, by the way, you heard you mention that in a dressing room before a show and they'll be like, oh, fuck you, Kate sorry. You to
1: those sorry. people I like,
0: say, grow up, it's a word.
1: Well, I think as well, If I think if you're in it, okay, I think if you're in it and currently doing it, it's fine because what else are you supposed to do? Um, but I was having a ciggy... <laughs> in between in the interval and we were in New York and where I would have my cigarette was like this little alleyway down the side and it was right next to the exit doors of the auditorium and I didn't really realize that and I could just hear people talking in the in the interval going well she and here and shit and it's you just got to be careful about overhearing. She's more attractive in the photographs. Oh my gosh, she just doesn't. Oh my god, do you think she's like got a really massive face? Yeah. Um, Fuck them. And so you—that's the thing, isn't it? Feedback is good when it's good.
0: Yeah, you only want it if it's positive. <laughs> you can't, you can't pick and so choose.
1: Tend to start stay away from it. Yeah,
0: you, you have to treat good and bad reviews with the same level of disdain. That's it? Uh, that otherwise, it. you're kind of screwed. Um, you talked earlier about, about breaks anyway. You mentioned mm. the fact that you think it's, you know, very few of us are lucky enough to have one of those moments that breaks us and it's like a little chipping away at something bigger. Mm. Um, do you think talent is the most important thing? Do you think luck plays a part? And if it's a mixture, like how do you see that? How do I, you I, it? I
1: mean, obviously talent plays a part, but I see too many really, really talented people not being used
0: for it you. to be. It's good of you to
1: notice. <laughs> that. Well, it means a
0: lot. Normally people don't comment on my acting but Shut it's just nice to be in a room with someone please.
1: No, but you know we all have that, don't we? We're like, why is that not why is that person not of course. What, you know, what is wrong? Everybody went to
0: college with someone where they trained or went to university or at school and they were the best actor. And I, like, you know, people and you were like, hey, should be doing this. And they don't. And sometimes it's choice. And other times because it doesn't happen for them in two years or ten years or, mm. or whatever. Mm. Of course, right? Yeah. But.
1: I think it's loads of things. I think obviously it's talent and it's luck and it's, and it's circumstance, as in, you know, you're available at the time that job might come up I mean, yes. quite often we're not available for the things that might have completely <laughs> transformed our lives um my dad used to say this thing I mean he's has sage sage advice for someone who was just like a farm manager from Liverpool <laughs> but he always say to me you know not one thing is the answer you know not one thing nothing's there but the answer you know, is that you might go. Well, oh that if I got that job, no. would it, you know? Or this job's gonna like I like I expressed. You know, like I thought I was probably going to get some good auditions <laughs> after I came back from New York, and I didn't have one in a year. And so it's a lot of so it, th- there's th- those things. So there's luck, you know, you know, circumstance. Are you available? Are you are you well enough? Are you whatever? And then you've got. Then you've got fashion and Vogue in um, in the in, in the industry.
0: Yeah,
1: you know when I was starting out, everyone had to look like Helena Bonham Carter, and, every, and it was more merchant ivory. And 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 in, and I always, I suppose, I was thought or dreamt of, you know, oh, maybe one day I could play Tess of the Durbervilles in a six-part BBC drama series. <laughs> but you know. A, I didn't, hadn't gone to drama school, B, I didn't have an agent. You know, no casting directors knew me at all. Yeah. And I had a massive face for a young person <laughs> with big, gappy teeth, you know. Uh, I had a massive I, face well, for a young person. Well, I once came out of Tesco's and someone shouted what across What is a girl the,
0: of that age doing with a face of like that, that size? Like massive. <laughs> Who does she think she is? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oi. Um, well, someone shouted across the road at me <sighs> when I was about 25. Massive face. <laughs> I thought, what a weird,
0: what a weird, weird thing. To what a weird insult. Across a road. What a weird insult. Anyway, it's good for stage acting though, you think about a big auditorium. Apparently,
1: I'd be a good opera singer. Big auditorium. Big, no. But, um, uh, but I, I think. I'm the,
0: just joining in now, but I actually think it's ridiculous.
1: The two, so so vogue in that that you know the fashion at that time. You might, be the per- you might be the perfect person for a job, but th- those jobs weren't, aren't around yet.
0: Do, do you resent it then um, whenever people who you think necessarily aren't as good as you or friends get an opportunity because they're possibly in, their look is in fashion or what they offer is in fashion? Um, do you get jealous of people who seem to, say, leapfrog? By virtue of an opportunity that has presented itself,
1: I think jealousy is a really, you know, a thing in our business that all actors have to face because because it is a kind of a you know who's at, who's at the feast, you know that how it feels like you feel like someone's having a lot of helpings there, you know? but it, people's time comes and goes, you know. So someone who might have been really pigging out in their twenties, you know, it will suddenly flatline in their 30s and someone who is really, you know, hungry for a really long time suddenly has a moment and it'll last for as long as it lasts. And so I think, I think ultimately the answer to that is that you just get used to balancing that out in your head mentally of going, well, you know, that's great. And I, you know, that's, so, and I think jealousy is a funny, it's a funny thing, isn't it, as an actor, because it's really un- it's really unpleasurable experience to feel jealousy and I know everyone's felt it, envy, jealousy. But it's a really unproductive, nice yeah. place to be. And and actually it's quite it's a paradox jealousy, isn't it? Because you're jealous of someone for doing something that you would like to do. Yeah, I mean I and so it, it sort of diff-
0: yeah. It, for me, je- if I if I'm jealous and I do get jealous, I get jealous of an opportunity rather than the person. The point, and I know that it. sounds like a bit of a cop out. No? What I'm saying is like I can get jealous of a twenty five year old mm. woman getting a part that I obviously would am be too old for, for ten years ago maybe. Right? <laughs> what I'm saying is um you know it's not it, it's not about whether I was appropriate. It's just wouldn't that be fucking class? Yeah. So so it's not like I hate I hate them it's like oh I wish I wish I had I wish I had an equal and appropriate opportunity for someone of my age and gender like like that's
1: I think that's of, what we all feel is that you know it's about opportunity because yeah. you can't do a job that you're not right for and you can't be good in a job that you're not right for necessarily and and so it's just about Feeling like you're going to be, you're just being invited to the same opportunities, and that's the thing. I mean, I remember once having, you know, I've played a lot of really tiny parts in massive films.
0: (laughs) We, we, I think, you know, I
1: think we have a yeah, yeah. Brothers in Arms, there.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: And and there was one, and at the time, I was I was really down because I had really bad acne, and I think for an actress in who's 27. And it came from nowhere and lasted about two years. It was just a fucking disaster. And um, and I went to this, and I first felt really shit. <laughs> I auditioned, this is what often happens you audition for a bigger part, and then they'd give you the tiny part because they really liked you and they really want you in the film. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And I had, you know. I've
0: been there a lot.
1: You know, and, and, it, and it was a film. I won't mention the actress. Really famous now, big, massive movie star, and she was just about to hit that movie star thing. And she was really lovely, lovely person. And we got the same car together from set down into the down to the shoe shop that the scene was. And I was playing shoe assistant. And I, my,
0: I thought you were going to say I was playing, playing a shoe, shoe. Which would have been be? Well,
1: amazing. I do, I do pride myself on my versatility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she said. Um, we were driving down Bond Street and I was covered in spots. and I was being really, like, Aww. miserable. And she was like, so who's, who, which design is your favourite designer as we were driving down Bond Street? And I was like, just Topshop, I don't know, Topshop, like top Shop." And I could feel all this resentment burning. And then I, and my one line was, um, would you like to make your way up to the till, madam? And then, of course, I'd, I'd wrapped this whole thing within three shots and the really sweet first ad went and that's a wrap on kate and the whole crew who had literally met an hour before had to applaud me and i got in the car and i was like oh god i don't know how i'm going to deal with you know this side of things you know and i just i had to just do some kind of mental agility that day which I still do, which is sort of like I do believe Other everyone does have their own path. And so I sort of did a bit of visualization again and said, okay, that person's in their little boat and I'm just going to wish them well on their journey. And it just takes away all that resentment if you just go, and that's their life. And I have other great things and blessings. Yeah. And But it is opportunity. I think that's what we all feel is like, I just really like to... And it's also that thing The charts like, have a go.
0: Yeah, I think once you <laughs> divorce everything from its context, you know, it, like, I wish I had that opportunity, but you don't necessarily think what goes with it and what the cost of it is. Yeah, and,
1: and it may not have worked out well for you. Yeah,
0: I like, yeah, exactly.
1: It might have been not very good for you. Yeah. Anyway,
0: uh is acting hard, Kate Fleetwood? Is it difficult?
1: Um... Sometimes you can have a scene where you go, I never get this right. This is like, I, ne- I just always know this is going to be... Oh, I'm going to have to really truth-pump, yeah. yeah truth I'm going to have to, like, push my foot on it. Kate you know, Mimes pumping with her feet. I'm truth-pumping because I just... I, can't, I just don't believe myself in this bit, you know, and in rehearsal, she goes...
0: A line... It's a, it's a line...
1: God, do I, really, I, can't, I just don't believe myself. I don't believe myself, never believe myself in this. I can't. And, and, then, and then you might have a little light bulb moment, you go, Oh, I know how I would think that, and that is now yeah. how I think. But there's often, in every play I've done, there's always one bit which you go, I buy it, I get it, uh, you know, but it's a gear change. I can't. I just, I malfunction. Do you ever feel it. like you're But then you're over the... it before it's, you know. Do you, you ever
0: feel it, like you're you know. not a very good actor?
1: Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, I mean, yeah.
0: Yesterday. I had an audition, about, I had, you
1: know, yeah, last week. Additions. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God, that was awful. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. But yesterday
0: I had two auditions and I came out and I said to Bruno on the phone, I said, I don't think I'm very good at this. She was like, what do you mean? Like, like, I didn't believe a second of either of those auditions. Like, not one second.
1: Were well, they film auditions? Camera Yeah,
0: auditions.
1: yeah I think that's more not, common.
0: I did not believe, I was just in there going... And I was like, oh. are no, just going, this is all pretend. Like, because it was a quite, Oh, quite you a were sort of like emotion. being john Malkovich, sort of like so, you were
1: know, in
0: a, a. I was outside yeah. of myself going, this is all, you're pretending right now. Whereas I think sometimes in my kind of artistic soul, I expect I'm going to be in the moment and I'm <laughs> going to feel genuine fear. And, and, you know, like, so actually, you're just, I'm, I'm, I'm faking it. I just felt like I was faking it.
1: But there's those stories. Aren't I? I, think, I think I feel that all the time on, on screen auditions, always. Because the... the it's because a fake setup. It's such a fake. It's even more fake than um, a setup on a set, which is really fake. You know, no-one ever, ever stands that close to each other normally. No-one ever kind of whispers like that, really, they? Yeah. No, that's not real. But it is on camera. It looks real. <laughs> So, yeah. but there's lots of, you know, there's all those stories where filmmakers have taken a, you know, done a shot of a guy who's just sitting there doing nothing. And then they move, make a shot of some, of a coffin with a dead person in it. And then they change that second shot to a baby or whatever. And then they shoot back to, you know, cut back to the guy. And he doesn't know what he's looking at because they've just got a camera on him. And they change, the, they edit the shot and everyone goes, wasn't he amazing? He was amazing, his, his reactions, his connection to that coffin or whatever. It's because it's just how you lead the audience, it's not... So it feels really fake.
0: All of this, <laughs> feeling like you're terrible at what it is you do for a living, all of this, uh, you know, dealing with rejection, dealing with the fact that you're out of work, fluctuating incomes, does that plus what you do when you do have a job, mm. i.e. pretend to be someone you're not mm. and possibly put yourself in, I don't know, emotional states that aren't particularly enjoyable... Does it have a psychological effect, do you think, on the people that do it, i.e. you and I? More specifically,
1: you? <laughs> Um, I think the psychological... Um, I was going to say toll, but probably sounds a bit no, dramatic, don't... of not being in work when you're an actor. It's really hard. You have to be really strong, and I've got better at that. Uh, I mean, I used to be not really not good you know now if I don't get a job I can get over it I'll give probably get over it in an afternoon but it used to take like a month
0: yeah <laughs> you know? but that's only one. wants not getting the job is one thing the other thing is not having a job
1: yeah uh, um so that stuff is hard and then and then having to you know leaning on the people in your life continually for that kind yeah. of oh I just feel so oh yeah don't worry don't worry it's something you know so I've got better at that but it is hard that's hard and then the 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 sort of the 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 psychological stuff of it's not psychological it's a logistical stuff of going oh my god I've got loads of stuff to do with the kids I've planned to do you know actually you can't plan as an actor but you know I am I'm due to do this this afternoon oh right I've got to read six scripts and I've got to be off book for them by tomorrow 10 o'clock um and i ah, had a dentist appointment for my tooth that is really an agony you know all that stuff they have to cancel continually you know that does get you down it's just like oh i just can't i can't I
0: just can't. or family birthdays you know, like, or i can't go to that weddings, wedding i
1: can't do that pandos. you know i went to a funeral not long ago and had to go to, you know left and was on stage in a matinee um, that's no that's not unheard of for mo- for a lot of people who have to go back to work but I mean I always think about is it, is it psychologically hard being an actor it's it's taxing it's I think working in a hospice is probably psychologically yeah. harder you have to
0: remind yourself
1: and that. I do and I always think that I always think I'm not working in a hospice you know I'm not having to deal with you know that and or I'm not teaching 35 kids all is, day it, is it worth it? Uh, yeah yeah the psychological the psychological toll of of the actual performing i'm it does take its toll and they and each character each performance character, sorry not every show but will have its own toll, like some characters you will physically take a whole morning when you wake up to unfurl from because it've actually just literally ripped through your body um and you know you have to have a hot bath and then before you know it you're on doing matinee again but you do get there so it's sort of a physical toll and then some characters are a psychological toll that you know you find that it takes you a few hours to just wind back psychologically but to be honest I I'm not I like being in a company of actors you know love being like on stage in a warm-up playing games being daft and and that's my favourite thing, being in a rehearsal room. More and more, it's that the rehearsal room is the place that I like being more and more. And that's why I like workshopping new plays and stuff, because that's the stuff. That's where all the nice magic happens. Yeah. And of course, it's really nice being on stage and giving your performance, but it's actually much. I much prefer being in a rehearsal room now.
0: Have you ever thought about giving up?
1: I did, yeah. But just, I mean, I know a lot of people say this, but I just don't know what else I do. I just because it's the physical feeling, I suppose that's what it feels like it feels so physical and when you're doing it not doing it it's like I think it must be a little bit like being um you know someone who is involved in sport or something because it's a physical feeling acting that connection and that all that stuff that's going on when you're connecting with other people on stage and and I sort of feel that the best place in the whole world to be is in a rehearsal room because you can it's a level playing field. So no matter who you are, what you've done and where you've come from, everyone's in the same vulnerable position. And and it's a really it's a great way of being the best person you can be.
0: Do you consider yourself successful?
1: Um I think that success is a lot of little things. Um so I feel sort of, yeah, I feel psychologically successful <laughs> that I now no longer sort of, you know, feel traumatized when I go and get a job. That to me is a success as an actor to go, I can handle that. That's a success. And then I suppose financially as well, when I look at, you know, I look at my tax returns, I go, you know, when I started earning more than 7,000 pounds.
0: <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> and my outgoings were, you know, my, my, my ta- ta- deductible outgoings were sort of, I, th- I still was making a bit more on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've made more than eight grand this year. I'm in wow. Profit. <laughs> yeah. I'm <in> profit. <laughs> you know, that felt like a massive shift. And then creatively, successfully, I mean, if one is to feel successful, I think I feel successful in the sense that I feel like people might want to work with me. Yeah, and 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 appreciate yeah. what I can bring to the table, and that there's going to be a dialogue about that, and that I can, I can inv- be involved in discussions about things, and that to me feels re- like, that to me feels in the, in the in a world which is really hard to m- break into yeah. and to stay in it, and not necessarily become a massive star or, you know, be a big household name, but to be a, Employed by the same people because they like working Welcome. with you
0: <laughs> so from this position of relative um wisdom let's say relative wisdom mm-hmm. where you've accepted that you know how to cope better and you've mm-hmm. learned a lot and if you could go back to yourself much earlier in your career yeah um so probably you could go back as far as coming out of University and and not quite knowing anything about the industry, or you could come, you could go back a little less further than mm-hmm. that if you thought it was still useful. Mm-hmm. What advice might you offer younger Kate to uh, shorten the process to get where you are today?
1: Oh, shorten the process will make it less painful. I mean, there, <laughs> well, well, there you go. I mean,
0: I mean, either to to, to smooth the path.
1: I think smoothing the path because I don't think you can shorten the process. I think it, you just it'll just be what it is. Um, I don't think there are shortcuts yeah I don't think there are um I'd say I'd say um you will grow into yourself so don't worry I think that's a big thing for I'm sure young actors I remember feeling it it's like like I'm gonna miss my oh, the moment's gonna go and I'm <laughs> and that kind of you know <laughs> that panic of like it's got to happen now i've got to be at the young vic now (laughs) um i mean it's funny because the industry's changed so much i mean the idea of like free i know a young like say maybe young actors now you know feel like they've got to go to hollywood or they've got to be like in a massive big hit on telly i mean i was just really 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 excited about being in the christmas show the young vic you know, that was to me. It was like, I'm in the Christmas show at the That's Young still, That still sounds pretty awesome to me. Do like, you Didn't know what I mean? But that that people that see, you know, I was playing my violin and being an actor muso for years. Yeah, and um, yeah. that seemed to be like, yeah, no, and the idea that anyone would ever get sort of nominated for an award. Or something like that would be like, oh, that's just like, you know, that's just miles away. That's another planet. Um, but I do, what I would say about growing into myself is that you've got to know who you are. I think it's, it'd be crazy to sort of say to any young actor, and I don't mean that sort of like, you know, get a publicist and a publicist and all of that stuff. But you've got to, you've got to be aware of what you look like. And you've got to go, that's my flavor. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not going to beat myself up for not looking like, you know, Helena Bonham Carter yeah, or or you know, I can't yeah. I can't do anything about not being seen as a blonde ingenue, you know. I'll grow in I'll grow into the massive face <laughs> and you know, those things will they they may pay off later on. And I suppose what I've learnt, you know, is is like a lot of People in my position would say is that it really, really is a long game and and you're growing to yourself. So don't panic Uh, (laughs) and read more plays when you run, you're unemployed.
0: This has been (laughs) uh, one of the more enjoyable interviews, I have to say, because I haven't had to work extremely hard and the conversation has naturally come around to the topics I feel like that I wanted to talk about. So thank you. Pleasure. Um, Genuinely, I've said it halfway through. This feels like we're having a chat, as opposed to me asking a series of questions. So that's great. So um, before I ask the last question,
1: mm-hmm.
0: thanks again. Oh
1: no, it's a pleasure. Um,
0: it's been an absolute it's pleasure. Real,
1: yeah, it's real, yeah. Uh, it's real. Honour, thank you. I don't know about that. I don't know, a bit of an honour. A bit like being on Desert Island. We'll see. Oh,
0: if only. (laughs) Kirsty. If only. Um, I'd love, I I would love that job. It's such a a great show. (laughs) I think it'd
1: be very good.
0: I don't know about it. But but you know, maybe you'll grow into it. Maybe I'll grow into it. I'll grow into myself (laughs) once I gave up on this acting (laughs) malarkey. So, last question. Mm. Are you in anything at the minute?
1: Not right now. um, But I'm about to start filming Lovely.
0: Um, thanks again. It's been wonderful. Cheers thanks, for your time. Thank you. And that's it for episode one. Amazing. If you enjoyed that, and if you want to listen to another episode straight away, and let's face it, it's that time of year, you may just want to take yourself off to a quiet cupboard with a bottle of port and a blanket and listen to this podcast until January. So, episode two as is traditional for this podcast, has gone out today as well. So you need to do nothing except sit and wait. And episode two, if the technology plays ball, should automatically queue up. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share your favourite moments with the hashtag... Best of honest actors Don't forget If you like To leave a rating And a review On the podcast app Of your choice That would be Very much appreciated And in the spirit Of the season And also Even if you don't Want to talk about it On social media And you don't want to Leave a rating and review Humbug Just tell your mates That the podcast Is back Word of mouth Is still a thing In 2018 It may still be A thing in 2019 I hope it is Please Tell everyone that's it for me, for now, until you queue up episode two, and I'll start again. Speak to you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.